Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to an emergency version of They Don't Make... Oh no, that's the wrong podcast. <laughs> emergency version of Netflix versus cinema. Oh my god, I'm getting, I'm getting really, really nostalgic of my old age. Welcome to Netflix versus cinema. My name is Tosin. I am the host based up in Coventry near... Um, near oh, in the Midlands near Coventry, for goodness sake. <laughs> Joining me on the Isle of Wight are two people who have pretty much been bullied by me. I've called in all my birthday favors to pull you guys in on my birthday to talk to me about films. And this is Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hi, yeah. First of all, I want to say thank you very much for letting me bully you guys and play the birthday card and say, Hey guys, go, you want to come in on you? I wanna, we, we need to finish this thing off. We need to finish this up. It's my birthday. You got to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we said yes and we said yes 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 thank you very much Good happy birthday why oh, thank you thank you very much thank you very much i'm not sure whether it's like anything i feel like there's something a little bit sad about this that i think it's my birthday and there's few things i would rather do on my birthday than sit down with the two of you and talk about films incessantly it's it <laughs> is that sad no, not um, <laughs> at all. I don't think anything's sad, really. Yeah, me. And I mean, it's not I sad. think that's what um, being grown up is. You can choose what you want to do. That's it. Yeah, was... it's my uh, it's my party, and I talk Why films if I want to. If I want to. <laughs> films if I want to. You would talk films if it happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm glad you guys think that because I thought that even if it's sad, quite frankly, I don't care. So. <laughs> And we are in, a, you guys are in a new location today, aren't you? Yes, we are. We're in a, we're using one of the, we've got a, in my church, we're in a, one of the buildings we own at the back of the church. It's called, we call it the homestead because there's a house that predates our church by a couple of hundred years. It's like there's the old campfires and people with banjos. Yeah, we're oh. singing Kumbaya. Yeah. No, not quite. No, not quite. No. <laughs> but yeah, That's we're in one nice. of the rooms that we would, that would normally be used. So I've booked it for this evening. Excellent. Oh, cool. Awesome. So awesome. this is the church with the church ladies group um, who we heard about with the nipples last week, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we have various, we have quite a lot of groups going on in the church. So um, that's the one, one of the ones I'm involved in. Oh, right. Oh, cool. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. And um, yes, so we'll carry on with this because the last one, when we were talking about the things that we had seen over Christmas, we ran out of time because we had essentially seen too much. And, and yeah. yeah, so we, we're going to continue this and finish that off because as well, as the year moves on, we're not really going to have time to stop and go back to this or add these things in because the film world doesn't stop just because we missed a podcast. But before we do, I would just like to say I promised I would do this and I would say a quick shout out to Cindy, Cindy Drennan, who is a friend of mine who I talk about, you know how I spoke about um, thinking about nothing else I would rather do on my on my birthday than sit down and talk about films. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Cindy has done. She started doing this thing. Started doing it a couple of years ago because she's an avid runner. So they decided that for her birthday, a whole bunch of people were going to get together and they were going to run uh, a, a one kilometer for every single year she has been born. 
And oh, crikey. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this Sunday, <laughs> this Sunday, I was in London. Uh, sorry, no, this Saturday, this past week, this weekend past, I was in London. I wasn't running, but I was being a part of the cycle support crew along with superfan Nina, my... Uh, <laughs> my wife claudia and uh yeah and we were running uh, they were running along with um will nina's husband cindy and another guy called tony who's a crazy mad fit person who does all this running so i thought i'll mention about the cinderthorn i'll say happy birthday cindy she managed to make it she made it all the way to the end but that is as she's getting older and older it is getting closer and closer to a full marathon i said well i hope she's 18 or something my goodness it'll be <laughs> No. Oh, eighteen I, or nineteen is like anything beyond that. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to run a mile for every or kilometers for every my age. <laughs> no, I, no or I, probably I, even your age either. Toast. In fact, yeah, <laughs> I would have to walk it over several yeah. days. I said, yeah. Probably it, take me a whole year. Yeah, 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 uh, yes, yeah, so I know. Well, I, I think she she wouldn't like me to say how old she is, but let me just say she is not eighteen. So, <laughs> so there were a few broken bodies by the end of Saturday. There were a few, but but funnily enough, I think most of that crew. Um, there is talk at the moment of us coming down to the island for Walk the White. Ooh, that's oh, cool. okay. Yeah, so coming down to the island on the 10th of May, we're thinking of making a whole weekend out of it, going for the park run on the island, then going to do the, um, then going to do uh, Walk the White on the Saturday, on the Sunday, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it would be nice to actually get those I've guys. I've done to... that a few times. That's a challenging walk. <laughs> it is a challenging walk. Because it's all up and down. It's a lot of up and downing. Yeah, and I, it's um yeah quite challenging. I remember the one time I did it, I finished it off, and I was like, oh yeah, oh cool, that's pretty cool. My legs are fine. And then about I sat down on a bus to take the bus ride back into Newport, and then tried to stand up again. Yeah, big mistake. And, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all of our that's a shared experience of Walk the Whiters. You, <laughs> by the time you get back to Newport, you are incapable of getting off the bus. Yeah, you just can't move. Yeah, it, I had to call my brother <laughs> to pick me up literally from the, the door of the bus because I was going to walk home, and I thought, oh yeah, I walk home. I've just walked 28 miles. I can walk home a half a mile. And no, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I had to, get, had to call him and say, Look, could you come and get me? <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, and, and one more thing as well, because I'm, I'm part of like three of my friends. So today is the 14th, 14th of January. That is my birthday. And on the 13th of January, I've got a friend who was born essentially a day before me. And I've got a friend who was also born a day after me. So, so um, we it had been arranged for the that something which I thought it was just for the two of them ended up being for the three of us, and we had like a shared cake and everything on Saturday night where the three of us came together. And people sort of sang happy birthday to us, and it was pretty cool with friends. From oh, school. lovely! Nice. So I wanted to say happy birthday to Ben Hudson for yesterday, and happy birthday to Shahid Pierre for tomorrow. So yeah, it's also like all birthdayed out. And I'm all nice and lovely. But what film related stuff have you guys done for your birthday in the past? I've, mm. well, I've, in the past, I've often done a, a meal and a film. Um, so, because my birthday's in February, often it's a mixed bag because it's sort of slap bang when St. Valentine's Day is. Yeah. But I have done a sing along with Greece for my Ooh. birthday party. Ooh. And I'm sure you came to that one. I and I have done Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That was one of the birthday films I did. Um, yeah, so I've, I like to oh, sort yeah. of. Do I was around for that one. But yeah. <laughs> You came to Pride and Prejudice Zombies, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. I did, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I tried to do something of the sort. Well, I, I, for me, uh, the big birthdays, 
obviously has won this year, is, I mean, I've got a cousin, Glenn, my cousin Glenn, and we were born on the same day. Oh, wow. And, yes, oh, wow. So we've celebrated all the eventful birthdays, like the 18th, the 21st. In fact, there's only been about, it's when I was on my travels, when I was away, that we haven't spent our birthdays together, or at least seen some each other. And we've had some yeah. big parties. We've had some pretty, you just normally get a haul. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, it's, there's going to be one in Bournemouth, so if you're about, uh, and that's got to be on the 16th of May, so it's the week after Walk away. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so because it's a big one, we're, we're, and it's a karaoke one because we love the karaoke. Right. So, so we, we, the last one we did was a karaoke one. But if you come, everybody has to do a song. Everyone has to If sing. you're invited, you have to pick a song, and they have to do a song. You, so, you, you are speaking my language, Sean. You are... <laughs> you have to, yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody, so no matter who you are, even if you never ever want to do or never done it in your life, you have to get up there. Sometimes you get up and do a bit of support. You know, someone will come up yeah. and support. But so that's that's like the deal. So, yeah, film wise, birthdays. What have I done? I'm sure I must have done. Well, I might have gone to see something like. Oh yeah, I did do a um, IMAX version of one one birthday. I, can't, I couldn't even remember the film because it was such a long time ago. <laughs> but there was a little bunch. But I think it might have been. Um, I can't, I can't remember because it was a, it was a, a, a drunken film. So I went out, I went out with some <laughs> friends and all that. So I'm sure we did a film and we did a lot of other stuff that I don't really want to talk about. But you know, partying and stuff. So, so yeah, so that was that was that was that one. Were, were, yeah. you, were you those guys in the cinema that everybody's like, oh my god, it's them? Yeah, oh my god, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah, we were because it would have been like you know, we've been out, we went out for the day. But it was in Southampton, actually. We went out for the day. And then we go, oh, let's go to the... We got... So we went to pictures and we went to the casino. So we went to the pictures and I remember we went to the casino and we were out really, really late. And so it's one of those. But I was young then. I was young. I wouldn't like to do it these days. Young, yeah. young. I was a young man. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't do it now. I couldn't do it now. I could probably go to about 10 o'clock, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, 10 o'clock, go for a nap and then go for a midnight screening. <laughs> Do you know, I've done that. Do you know, if I go to midnight screenings now, and this is the thing, I've decided... Have to have I, a nap I, first. I, I like, so what I do is about 8 o'clock, I go blackout room, I put, put the alarm on to wake up at 11 o'clock. Because, um, like, like you know, like I said, I watched the Justice League the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. day. When, yeah. when I saw that at the midnight showing, I didn't really, really enjoy it. Um, you know, but I thought it was okay. When I saw it recently, well, I said to you, in fact, I thought it was, yeah, you it was thought pretty it was damn good. So I've decided that now, and I did that with the Godzilla film, Godzilla King of Monsters. I was a little bit disappointed with that, but at least I was awake because I think if you go the whole day or see one of those marathon films, you know, for me now, if it's late, and I mean, even now sometimes if I go to the cinema, I can feel my eyes dropping, yeah. like, you know, like Murder on the Orient Express. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Lost City of Zed and all those sort of films. I nearly fall asleep, but then I probably wasn't tired. It was just so dull. All right, cool. Have, <laughs> oh dear, that's not bad. That's not good, is it? <laughs> have Have you guys ever heard of a, a board game called Seen It? Yes, it's like I, I used I used to have the Twilight Seen It. Yeah, yeah, I, I won have... it in a competition. Because I remember, I remember having um, the original, well, just the original scene. It and when I found out about this for my birthday one year, I invited a whole bunch of my friends around to my house and we played the scene. It 
and it's gone down in legend because they it, we played it a couple of times and eventually they went all right that's it tosin's in a group on his own tosin is in a he's in a he, he's in a team on his own and i played it was me versus everybody else and everybody else was about 20 people or something like that and they still talk about it today how on the board game on the, they said i had to go around the board twice before i was allowed to finish and i did still did it and beat them all and since then nobody will play <laughs> with me so <laughs> yeah none of them will, will play none of, them, none of them will play with me so it's because it became this whole thing where it's like we only play seed at once and that's on Tosin's birthday that's only when he's allowed because he, he duped what us what was it what was it what was it was it movies or like tv it's shows all, it, it's all it's movies both, isn't it? oh all movies oh, oh right, yeah okay. you, can you can get different special editions right, I had the, yeah. the Twilight special edition I'll, so I'll it's no mainly about that. Twilight films I yeah. saw a Friends one that advertised once like that yeah they do special edition ones you can get the general there's a a james bond one there's a general one there's a harry potter one i have the general one and the disney one oh right okay yeah Uh, well you trounced me on that one (laughs) (laughs) yes yes that's that's gonna be that that's gonna be it for you sharon i'll be like sharon would you like to come to my house yes we're gonna play disney scene it (laughs) (laughs) but all right anyway enough enough of my enough of random rambling um which which i do enjoy but yeah we do have films to talk about so we have four films that we have to finish up from the last um from the ones that we were talking about last week so we have the gentleman which sean you saw I saw, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping to see it before we got this, but I didn't. But it's okay because I feel like in the last one, I did way too much talking anyway. We, we, nah. we, we did Spies in Disguise, which uh, which I've seen. And then on Netflix, we have Virgin River, which, Sharon, you've seen. Yeah. And His Dark Materials, which I've seen. Oh, man. It's me. Again. I've seen that as well. Oh, you've seen... Yeah, oh, see you again. Yay! I've not, seen His Dark Materials as well, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Not just me. Oh, you mentioned Kafka. That's good, then. All right, so cool. yeah, but we did go. We did go and see a film called Seaburg, which we? we're going to do for this week's show. Oh, we're yeah, doing yeah. this week's show, yeah. Oh, Seaburg on Thursday. So we have Seaburg, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that means we have four films this Thursday. Cool, no problem. Um, uh, good. All right. So, Sean, would you? That's another film that didn't come up here. I think it's. I don't know if it's going to be here for long, but no. it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it no, came but, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But, but at least it was there. <laughs> yes. Because I, I think I saw the poster of that somewhere, but it's not around in my... Anyway, no, okay, I'm just going to... Okay, I want to sit down here and sulk and talk about how my local cinemas don't bring in everything and you get more films on the Isle of Wight than you do in my local cinema. Well, Sean, <laughs> you, you tell us about The Gentleman. <laughs> okay, The Gentleman. So this is um, a Ritchie film. So you can imagine what it's, it's going to be. Like, it's going to be loads of like Cockney accents, Cockney geezers talking along, you know what I mean? Have some of that. <laughs> so there's basically... Um, yeah, Guy Ritchie's story. So the story is you have this like investigator reporter bloke and he turns up at Charlie Hannum, Hannum's place and he's trying to, basically he's trying to blackmail him. So, you know, the story. So he's basically trying to blackmail him really in, in a roundabout sort of way. Yeah. Um, and the, the blackmailer, the reporter is played by Hugh Grant. He's got like, you know, he's like, and it's not a plummy accent, you know. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, geezer, 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 geezer. He's like, you got and, the geezer. Yeah, yeah. And now Charlie Hunnam, I, I don't know. See, I don't rate him at all. He was I very think. good in Sons of Anarchy. Was he? Yeah. He wasn't very Thanks. good in Lost City of Z. Was it him in Lost City of Z? Yeah. Was he in Lost it, City it was of him, Z? It was him yeah. in Lost City of Z. Yeah. What else he been in? Tell me some other stuff. Uh, Triple Frontier. Frontier. Yeah, that so, wasn't quite so good. Triple Frontier. Yeah, he was one of the mercenaries. In oh, that. Triple Frontier. Yeah, he got. Did he get killed? 
Yeah, he probably did. No, anyway, he didn't. no. I think he was one of the ones who didn't. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Charlie, anyway, that's that bit of, going off on one of my tangents. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yes, the you... students are really going to get me up. So, anyway, go back. So Charlie Hunnam, which I don't rate. I don't rate him. I'm sorry. I just can't rate him as a as a as a actor. So yeah. So it starts off. They're in Charlie Hunnam's place, a nice place, and they're, they're just having a chat. And then it it flips and flops a bit between different things that have gone on, and you get to see the story of. Uh, um, you know, uh, oh, Matthew McConaughey's character. Matthew McConaughey, yeah, Matthew McConaughey, who's like this this kingpin that's come over to London and he's got this big business and he's trying to sell it. And you've got the this Jewish guy's got, and you've got some uh, other dudes that are all trying to, and and it's all one of those ones that all bits and pieces, but then sort of starts to come together at the end. Well, yeah, you know? the, so like the guy, the guy Ritchie sort of template, the guy Ritchie trope. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly. So um, one character I did like, I really did like, was Matthew McConaughey's wife. I couldn't tell you who the actress is. Michelle Dockery. But, um, Michelle Dockery. She oh, was from Downton Abbey. Was she from Downton Abbey? Yeah. Well, she, was, she was totally, totally not Downton Abbey. Well, I don't know what part. And she was in that. Godless as well, that miniseries, the Western miniseries. Oh, right. Okay. I never saw that either. I don't okay. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, she was she was fantastic. She was she was really good, um, but uh, yeah. Then you know you got all the geezers talking and and shouting. There's a bit of bit of violence like there always is in these. You know, yeah. yeah. A, a few red herrings, a few things that you think have happened, but when it comes back, you haven't seen the whole thing, so you don't know what 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 has happened. I mean, it's good good fun. You know, probably young Guy Ritchie film. Uh, yeah, but- I would say. I mean, with, with me, with Guy Ritchie, it's really, really funny because did he do Layer Cake? I mean, I don't no, really no, no, no. That wasn't that wasn't Guy no. Ritchie. That was Matthew Vaughan. He did Lockstock. Lockstock, yeah, I see Lockstock and and Snatch. And then I mean, did the Sherlock people, Holmes. Uh, people love those movies. Now, yeah. I don't mind them, and and they're okay movies. But I don't think they're. You know, I get people say to me, "Oh, best British movie ever, Lockstock and Stu Shaking Barrows." It's been emotional, you know. And um, to me. Did yeah, it's all right. It's fine. It's all right. Sherlock, but not... he did the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlocks. The Robert Downey Jr. Sherlocks. Did he? I haven't seen them. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so, um, so, sure, sure, you were say something about Guy Ritchie. I actually want to hear what you what you're going to say about Guy Ritchie. Uh, oh yeah, Guy Ritchie movies. Was he married to Madonna at one time? Yeah. He was married oh, to Madonna right, okay. at one time. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, you were saying Guy Ritchie movies. People think that they're awesome, best British movie, ever, but you think. Yeah, uh, I think that none of them. I think they're overrated, Tozen. I think okay. uh, you know. I mean, some of these, these, some of these films, I think, are overrated. Uh, so, what? yeah, it's. Uh, it, I mean, it's an okay film. It's an okay film. I'm not going to say it's not. It's not bad. I, I was quite entertained. It was quite enjoyable, but nothing really new. I was expecting something new. Uh, so, what? just typical Guy Ritchie what? chart, you know, the geezers. You, you see, though, this is the thing, right? I always feel like a Guy Ritchie movie. I think a Guy Ritchie movie is at its best. And what I expect from a Guy Ritchie movie is kind of like sitting in a pub, you, probably an East End pub, and some guy sitting down there and telling you a yarn and telling you about, oh, yeah, so I went over here and I did this thing and this thing happened. And, oh, you know, Mickey Two Eyes, you know what he did? And, and I feel like that's what his films are like. They're like, you know, a yarn that a friend tells you in a pub that you may have heard it a thousand times before, but usually it's in the telling 
of it. So I don't expect anything groundbreaking, but as but as long as the telling is entertaining, I think it's a yarn. Yeah. It's not going to win an award. Yeah. It's not going to it's not going to break the bank, but it will be an entertaining yarn. Oh yeah, but I must also one character I must mention is Colin Farrell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because he's All like right, yeah. he's, he's he's Irish. Yes, he's like an Irish. He's got like a. Uh, he like boxing really teaches Irish, boys to box, right? So yeah, yeah, I know he is Irish, but he plays like he's got the old glasses. Oh, oh, but God, you know what yeah. I mean? Proper, proper, real, broad Irish accent. Um, and he How runs, he Irish? runs a boxing yeah. club, and with a bunch of lap, you know, bunch of youngsters that. So there's you like little gang that do stuff, and obviously they make a mistake doing stuff. So that you know you get that little mistakey bit in there, and he has to. So he turns out and he goes, oh, look, I work real sorry about my balls. You know what I mean? Yeah, in an Irish accent. <laughs> in an Irish accent. I can't do an Irish, <laughs> an Irish accent for me, Shan. Sorry about so, you. Yeah, Begora. Begora. Oh, 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 Michael. No, anyway. Like, sorry, that's bad. And I shouldn't do stuff. Okay. <laughs> that's what we do at work when we have... Sorry, yeah. I've, I've only just finished work. So if I seem like I'm a bit, a bit spaced out, it's just that I've only just finished work and come straight here. So, um, oh, all yeah, right. so, so, so in the end, how, anyway, many, how yeah. many stars would you give it? Three, three stars. Oh, three stars. Three, but, three stars for me. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's, cool it's fun. You know what I mean? It's, it's a strong three stars. It's worth a watch, but it's, it's nothing new. There's nothing new in there, and but it's entertaining film. So three stars. Yeah. Didn't yeah. not didn't, didn't sort of wow give me the wow factor. And think, Ooh, that was good. But some of the the acting was absolutely good. Even Matthew McConaughey, but Charlie Hunnam wasn't. He's flat and wooden. Sorry, sorry for the Charlie Hunnam fans there. No, I've got to be honest. With, I've got to be honest with you, Sean. I do share a little bit of that when it comes to Charlie Hunnam. I, uh, it's, it's like I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy, but from everything I've heard, Sons of Anarchy is where he was his at at his absolute best. Because everybody, uh-huh. always, everybody always says Sons of Anarchy, Sons of, but everything else I've seen him in, I've kind yeah. of, I've kind of felt. I don't really buy it because I mm. I think I think he was in Queer's Folk. He was in the original Queer's Queer, Folk. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and, and he did. I think an early version of is it David? Could not David Copperfield? The other one, uh, Nicholas Nickleby. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharon, you you you've had a bit of a funny look. You obviously quite like him. I, I quite think. like him. Yeah, I thought you would. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see. It's that rock. It's that um, secret pleasure Rocky look that Sharon's got. Yeah, yes, I have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a twinkle. I think. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There's his appeal. Okay, so There's so, his so Sharon, okay, here it is: Charlie Hunnam beard, Charlie Hunnam no beard. Which one? Which one does it for you? Oh, actually, I think he he suits a beard. Yeah. I think he can wear a beard quite well. He does have a well turned ankle. I can't deny it. God bless you. I could see I could see your face as you were we were talking about Bugsy Chan's face. Why are you so mean Ooh, about him? Yeah, why are you so nice? mean? He's a little cutie. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, what, I went to see it with with Jennifer, and yeah. she was exactly the same. She thought he was really really nice looking. So yeah, he is. So can't deny it. So. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, I, I, I'm still waiting for something that I watch him in that makes me go, "Oh, now I get it." A bit like how when I, yeah. said, I said with Marriage Story, when I saw Adam Driver, I was like, "Ah, now I get it." But, um, but before that, and also the other thing I'll say is that it's actually quite nice to hear that Colin Farrell gets to be Irish because it's yeah. been ages. He's often yeah American. It's been same. absolutely mm. ages yeah. since he's gotten to be Irish in anything, and I. <laughs> I think the last time I saw him being Irish on screen was Bally Kiss. No, 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 Bally Kiss Angel. There was an episode of Scrubs 
There was an episode of Scrubs in which he was Irish. And yes, was... it was in Scrubs. Yeah, it's yes. Lothario, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he, he was. Talking, he kissed all the girls, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, but before that, before that, the last time I seen him being Irish was in Bally Kiss Angel, which was the first time I ever saw him. So, yes. So, so, all right, we now go over to the Netflix thing and uh, we are going to talk Virgin River. Now, Sharon, you have seen this. Yes, this is again one of those new series that kept popping up, so you can't actually get through to anything else unless you either sit through the trailer <laughs> or you watch it. So I thought, oh, I'm going to give in and watch it. And it wasn't actually as bad as I thought it was going to be. But, I was worried it was going to be a bit soapy. Because I've got to be honest with you, the synopsis that they write and the auto trailer that starts playing before you have a chance to say no make this look terrible. Yeah, it just it just reminded me a little bit of a Hallmark Christmas film. Exactly. And you know what they're like (laughs) but it wasn't it's of its type and I mean I have to say oh I'll just tell you what it's about basically a woman um, who's a a nurse practitioner from Los Angeles for reasons that aren't disclosed at the beginning of the series decides that she's going to take a break from city life and move into the country so she goes to get a job as a nurse practitioner in a rural community in Northern California, which to me looked like a, which is a Western town. They were like wearing, driving trucks and wearing cowboy hats and stuff. You don't know which Northern, or was it a fictional? Was it a fictional? Northern, it's yeah. Virgin River is the name of the town. Oh, right, okay. So it's Northern California. So it's not quite Sequoias, but it's that sort of, it's very rural yeah. and they have like ranches and it's all like quite a Western yeah. feel about it's it. It's lovely there. Northern California actually. Is, yeah, so is, it's... Is, one of my favorite but it couldn't be more removed from socially or yeah. you know sociologically from social economically i mean to say from los angeles los so it's a complete yeah. so she wanted to get away from her and as the series develops i think it's something like eight or ten episodes um you you you, you see in a flashback why she's left her old life um and the reasons why she's trying to find a new life in virgin river yeah. so basically it's very episodic but there's the odd theme running through it and one of the themes, when it, there's um, a bit of a sort of, there's like drama of the week where one week it's like an abandoned baby, one week it's like a power cut, and another week it's there's um, a cannabis plantation that's run on like an industrial scale quite nearby, um, an illegal cannabis plantation, which they so there's a element of like crime in there. So, but it is basically about her and you, the unfolding story of her life and why she's decided to say goodbye to her family, her friends, and move into this this rural community. Yeah. And then there's a bit of romance in there, and there's a bit of jeopardy in there, as you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, Owls. Um, as you sort of try to piece together what's happening in flashback and then what's happening in the present. Yeah. So it's very much that, it's of a type, you know, that city woman moves to the country and falls in love with a, a country boy. And again, he isn't as quiet as you see him. He's, he's like a, a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. So he has issues and the people he employs are ex are veterans as well. So there's elements to it, but it is basically um, like uh, a slightly, a better quality version of a Hallmark film. Yeah, but, There's not okay, a lot of jeopardy in there. there. There was a TV show called Men in Trees with Anne Hedge, which seems to have the exact same premise, only that it's Alaska instead of Northern, Northern California. Yes, I think they, there is, I've read books about this sort of thing where women sort of, you know, I think it's the old Alaska men type thing going back to the 80s, where city women sort of escape to the country and find like a real man. 
I just, but I think it's one of those. It's like a, it's a fantasy, isn't it? It's a right. fantasy trope that I think Americans are particularly fond of. Is it a romance? There is romance in it, but I wouldn't say it was only a romance. It's, it is about her finding herself again, oh. having no, no this, twin this peaks drama in the background. No, there's no nothing sort of you know supernatural <laughs> there supernatural or, or So yeah, it's it's entertaining for it was worth. I must admit, I tended to have something on hand when I was watching it. It didn't entirely grip my attention. Yeah. So I tended to pick up a bit of sewing or knitting, or I had my book in one hand. So if it got a bit quiet, I'd I'd try to read a bit of my book at the same time <laughs> so it's that sort of thing it's it's entertaining but it's not engrossing and it's not you know compulsive viewing yeah but it's it's a, it's it's harmless for all of that so sometimes you want harmless television yeah. every now and then you do. Uh, so i would say yeah it's it's if you want harmless easy to watch view with the old moments of drama then yes it's it's perfectly acceptable i would give it though a three star i don't think it would weigh any more than that but yeah it's it is what it says on the tin, really. I don't think anyone who watches it will be have any shocks or surprises. Well, you, you don't think anybody's going to be watching and going, hang on a second, I was expecting Ibsen. What is this? Yeah, yeah what is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, uh, and there's, there's not hardly any rivers in it. So, But no, it's not bad. There's no fishing. But no, it's... Um, yes, for all it is, it's, it's I think... I don't think you'll be in, in for any major surprises if you watched it. Yeah, it's a reasonable cast, um, well well acted. You know, for this time, I mean, you can spot a mile away what's going to happen. It's like, going, oh yeah, he's going to be her sort of fella, and oh, he's going to be start off grumpy, but then he'll warm up to her later on, and and then you know, there's and characters, it, and does, so it's. Does he have a decoy fellow as well? In, yes, sort of, yes, <laughs> where you get a bit of a red herring. To be honest with you, it reminded me a little bit of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, but set in present day and like brought up to date. But it has that sort of vibe about it, you know, a fish out of water who then becomes, you know, goes native almost. So it's that, that's mixing metaphors quite dreadfully. But it's that <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> well, no, but, but this, is, this is something that's actually be, because... Well, I think this is the kind of thing that if we stayed here, we could probably keep talking about things that it's like or that it reminds us of. Like, there's a film called Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox, where he's on his way to go to Hollywood to become a plastic surgeon, where he crashes his car in some small town, and he has to stay there until his car gets fixed and pay off his debt for all the damage it's caused by being the local doctor until the new doctor arrives. And it's yeah. and it's it sounds exactly the same. Like you know, there's a there's a love interest. Yeah, I think it is. And then he realizes, yeah, oh, I, oh, my big city ways. Maybe going back to nature. And I think we could sit here and and it makes me wonder whether there's just like a need that it's it's a basic story. And there's a film we'll be talking about on Thursday, which I think it's a basic story that has been told so many times over and over again. But almost as if every now and then you need to be reminded about that story because there might be a new generation who didn't know about Doc Hollywood or Men in Trees or Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman or anything like that. Yeah, that these are, yeah, that it's, it's hard. It's, it is quite old-fashioned, really. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's obviously a need for that. I suppose where there's more and more people who live in urban environments who don't have that village community, who don't have that small town life where they get to know everyone and there's no secrets and there's, um, you know, it's only a step away from a lovely scenic view. I mean, we have that on the Isle of Wight, so <laughs> it's not something that we aspire to. But I think people do aspire to these things. Yeah this sort of escape to the country and 
but wouldn't, in wouldn't, fiction, do it, wouldn't do it for me. Wouldn't do it for me. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have said that you'd want to watch it, Sean. <laughs> and especially, especially now, I mean, Sean, as you have said, that there's just so much other stuff to watch that. Yes. Yeah. It, it's 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 a bit sad because it means that it stops you sort of taking chances on something that you might end up liking because you you're kind of like yeah. okay yeah you end up go, right watching something that you know has a has more of a chance of you being interested in it but um but hey so three stars for Virgin River yes three stars for Virgin River I felt like there was something else I was going to talk about but never mind if I can't remember it kind of cannot have been that important now oh ooh, that that was Sharon you have spoken about a show before called The Detectorist haven't you. Oh yeah, I love that film, that program, love it. All right, cool. Yeah, because superfan Nina's husband Will was talking to me about it, and he was just raving. And Will doesn't watch much, but what he watches, he's like he likes. And he was like, he was kind of like the detectorist. Oh my god, it's so good, it's so good. And he couldn't quite put it into words, but I thought that um, that might be something I might have to start watching. Um, all right. Oh, I would recommend it entirely. It's at, I would, I think it's the best British television program that's been made in the last decade, easily. Oh, wow. it's, it's great it's, it's absolutely fantastic ah. I mean I will see clips of it and I will start laughing in anticipation of a bit that's coming up and often it's just one scene or one look and I'm just falling about is it comedy? it's funny and oh, it's right. tragic it's got everything in it oh, wow. it's 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 I it, I can't say it, say highly enough of it I think it's a great thing but yeah there's some bits where I keep showing my brothers if they happen to be in the room I say like what is it what's this bit and I like revert I'll re- rewind it and like show a little bit of them and I just say it's gonna be this. Yeah, just just watch this bit. <laughs> and I just it's a great great program. Detectorist, do 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 watch it. And the Christmas special. All right. Uh, it's yeah yeah perfect television. Oh, a five star television program. Oh good. Oh, I might have to so I might have to pick that up. I might have to pick that up. All right, but in the my in the meantime, let's go to something that is not as highly rated or will not be highly as rated by anybody on the podcast, and I know that because I'm the one who's seen it, and that is spies. <laughs> that's spies in disguise. Now, this is an animated movie, and so obviously I had to go watch it because that is my that is my purview on this show. If it's animated, I'm watching it because we know Sharon definitely isn't. Sean, I'm you... not going to be there. <laughs> yes, I, I watch the odd ones. I watch yeah. the odd ones. Yeah, you know, I, 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 if if I think I'm going to gonna like them i haven't seen that many i must be honest in the meantime i mean toy story does that count anime i watched that I that mean, was my film last year that was my animated film of last year you had three didn't you you're trying to i ended up with two no two, I, did, two. I did two, oh, two, yeah. two. that's right but that's that's because sharon's really nice because you got a friend she took a friend so that was nice to do yeah that. well i get but I, you know, I like if nobody value my friendship, you will have to go. To I went to see Frozen Two. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, you remind me because I've seen, I was back in my brain thinking, what was the other one I went to see? Yeah, but yeah, Frozen Two. I, I took that as a random. That wasn't like I didn't know that was one you went to see. But yeah, there were two. That. I saw Toy Story oh. Four and Frozen Two. Oh. They were my animated for last year. Yeah, yeah. Those... And I think Frozen Two, I think should qualify me to have like a free pass for the next two years. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean. I, I, I should go and see a few more animated ones. I know I should, because there's a few that look quite good. But most of them, I mean, a, a lot of, I mean, it's like that. They say, it seems really pointy, what I call pointy animation, like skinny, like that Minions thing with that crew and all that. And oh, yeah, 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 I yeah, think, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh. It's really pointy noses and square, yeah. squares and points. And... I get the eyes, do me. They're just these huge, abnormally weird eyes. I just, with the Frozen characters, I, the only thing I'm really distracted by thinking, 
those eyes, if that was a real person, their eyes would be like concerns <laughs> of their face. Yeah, that's it. It would be terrifying. They would. But it's like um uh like the spies in disguise at the ones you've seen. I, I saw the picture for it when I see what times are at the cinema and obviously they got the, the little posters. Yeah. Um I'll probably see when that was on. And this looks the same as he looks like a smaller version of the vampire in Trans- Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, that one. He looks. They look. They look. The, is it the same animators? I, I assume it's probably the same animators. Uh, no, this. Oh, I think this is DreamWorks. I think it's DreamWorks and. Oh wait. Okay. Yeah, I actually don't. I actually don't know. But um. But okay. Yeah, spies in this guys. Uh, all right. Oh, Sharon, be rest to be assured. You know, every now and then there's an animated movie that I try very hard to get you to go see because I'm like, you will like it. Once you see past the animation, (laughs) trust me, you will like it. Um, This is not going to be one of those. This is not going to be one of those. Okay. I mean, uh, this is is an animated movie that I, I, I think I like this. I mean, I do like it, but it's not one I'm going to be trying to get you to go watch because it's not groundbreaking or anything like that. And the basic premise of it is that essentially, imagine... If somebody told you Will Smith is James Bond, so Will Smith is this um, top secret agent who, like everybody, like you know, I think it comes like Lance Sterling or something. Everybody goes, "Oh my God, Lance Sterling, Lance Sterling!" And he's like, you know, particularly swooth, suave, does all of his agent, uh, all of his missions in a tuxedo, and he's just kind of like you know the best agent in this in this um, place. You meet him at the beginning of the film, and he is doing uh, like you know the pre credits Bond uh, mission. He's doing one of those. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it is. He he is so Bond, and they make absolutely no bones over the fact that yeah, we are doing a pastiche of Bond, only that he's American, and he has all the gadgets and all that kind of stuff. He's also sort of like cool. It's and uh, but there's a bit where he throws one of his gadgets out, and instead of it exploding, it shows up a hologram of a massive kitten face, and all the bad guys are like, oh. <laughs> and he goes what and then he so he beats them up gets out of there then he gets back to his his place and he's like right who did this who's been messing with my with my gadgets who's messing with my stuff and he gets treated he gets in, introduced to this um essentially you know those fish not the fish out of water but the odd one out the odd one out the geek so this is a place full of geeks and this one is the weird one he's the weird one who he has this whole uh idea about about we want to use um we want to use our gadgets for peace instead of like instead of trying to just sort of blow people up. Why can't we try and use the guys to bring people together? He gets fired, but then Will Smith's character gets um, framed for for stealing the very thing that he was supposed to prevent prevent being stolen. So when he gets framed, like oh, it becomes one of these things where you have the good guy and the good guy has to go on the run because everybody's all around him. Everybody comes around the good guy and the internal affairs guys are chasing him down all across the world. But so so far, so you might have noticed a whole bunch of different spy tropes. And um, sounds like it. Yeah, and, but where this goes different is that Tom Tom Holland's character, who whose name I cannot remember, I think it's Alex, uh, who has he's he has been he's been working on weird things at home, and he's worked on something which he he says I can make you disappear. So Will Smith goes to his house and is like, I need to disappear. I need to disappear. And he's like, Oh yeah, well, this is the technology, and he has he has something in his hand, and Will Smith just grabs it without thinking and just drinks it. Or not Will Smith, but the Will Smith character Lance Sterling, and he drinks it, and. The, the 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 thing that he's been working on to turn you to make people disappear turns him into a pigeon. And okay. <laughs> yes, and this is where the film diverges. Well, I was doing that something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is where the film diverges because he's thinking he's like, think about it. Pigeons are everywhere. Nobody pays any attention to pigeons whatsoever. 
And so if you're a pigeon and you're a spy, it's the perfect disguise. So here's the spies in this guy stuff. And then there you go. From that point on, it becomes like, okay, let's try and do a spy movie. But imagine if James Bond was a pigeon. And imagine if James Bond was trying to do all the James Bond stuff that he usually does, but as a pigeon. How would that work? And so there's a lot of fun to be had because this film, the people who made this film know the spy genre inside and out. They know James Bond inside and out. And they... They just have a whole bunch of absurd fun with thinking, imagine if that was a pigeon in that scene. Imagine if a pigeon had to imagine if a pigeon had to drive a car. Imagine it's and it's <laughs> at, at the at the heart of the whole thing, you know that there's going to be a moral in there about like, you know, because at the beginning, Lance the Lansterian character is like, No, I work alone. Nobody works with me. Go away and all that kind of stuff. You know where that's going. You know if he says he's gonna work alone at the beginning, you know what's gonna happen at the end. And you know that like, you know, there's a whole thing about the the Tom Holland character where they're like yeah you're the weirdo and everything like that it's like it's okay to be weird so you know the the morals are coming the the bit that's a bit different is that there's bear in mind this is a film for kids and the central message seems to be instead of looking to blow things up and fight people how about we how about if we try and figure out a way of bringing people together which is kind of like you're like all right okay that's that is different and i can see kind of like oh for me i think it's a bit of subversive way of trying to get kids to think a certain way like there's 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 some stuff about gluten-free in there and all that kind of stuff but you can see how it's possible that they're beginning to solve you could see that's indoctrination of kids or anything like that yeah but but, i mean all kids films do that and i just think that this was this one is a little bit different it's a little bit you know exactly where it's going you know how things are going to go but i feel like some of the some of the action sequences are actually genuinely fun they're genuinely fun to watch there's some as, as you can imagine in a film How where... How many stars are you going to give it then, Toast? I'm going to give it three. I'm going to give it three. But as you can imagine in a film in which the, a, st- uh, a spy gets turned into a pigeon, there's some really, really weird things and there's some, <laughs> there's, there's some different, different scenes in it and I quite like it, but I'll give it a three. But it is a good it's three. It's got some highlights. Okay. It's got some cool. highlights, but it is a good three. All right, and now we get on to the final thing for this particular emergency podcast. And that is His Dark Materials. Sharon, do you want to take it away and tell us about His Dark Materials? Yeah, it's based on a book that I haven't read um, by (laughs) Philip Pullman, um, (laughs) in which there are seemingly, I don't think this is a spoiler, but there are parallel worlds. Yeah. And they're they're like layered. Um, These different worlds and different realities are sort of layered one on top of the other. And we we go into one world where everyone has a, a familiar that's called like a demon and that's like an, an there's like an animal companion yeah uh, so the main character in me and it's when you sort of hit sort of puberty i suppose this your familiar sort of takes on a permanent form yes. but up until that point it can transform itself so it may start off as a mouse and then become a rabbit and then become a dog um, I don't know what the rules of the game are because I don't know. I haven't read the books, but yeah. your your familiar doesn't then doesn't choose its own form or it doesn't settle on a form until they both sort of hit that like have their like a bar mitzvah type thing where they're recognised as being an adult. Yeah. And uh, so we meet the main character is a girl called Lara, and she's grown up in a university town yeah. where she's been put by her uncle. She's an orphan, as we're told at the beginning, and she has a a familiar called Pantimelon. Pan. Pantamelon. Yeah. Right. And so they then um, start to become aware of the wider world and that there's more to the world than they first think. And then a mystery unfolds in that 
She talked about her identity, who she really is, yeah. and about the nature of the world, the fact that there may be more than what they see. And and there's a thing called dust, and it's what dust is what holds the whole universe together. Yeah. And there's a group of people called the Magisterium, dun, dun, who are dun. like the Catholic Church, basically. <laughs> They're all-powerful and all-seeing. And they want to control what people understand about dust and about what people understand about the world. So any suggestion that you may know of more than you think um, they come down upon you like a ton of bricks. So they're they're the magisterium, and they're almost like the Inquisition in that they are mm-hmm. scary and powerful, and they have certain rights to go into certain places, yep. regardless of um, your right. status or your your role in life. So, though she's aware of um, this magisterium and the world at large, but she overhears a conversation about dust, and so she becomes a bit curious about that. And at the same time, small children start to disappear from the gypsy community. Mm-hmm. and from her, her university town and so they're aware that they're these child snatchers and as the story goes on all these different elements begin to sort of combine her seeking her identity the, her one of her pals is kidnapped so trying to find him and also oh, trying Roger. to work out what it is all about Roger, where's Roger? and to find out about what dust is and so as the series goes on you begin to get some questions but then some answers as well mm-hmm. and so yes it's quite a it's a world it's a world building it's, it's quite, series yeah it's quite it's quite a densely packed world so okay so sharon you said you've never read the books i've read i've read um the original trilogy i've read all of them and i watched this as well but could you so um it you've made no secret of the fact that you're a christian i mean you're you're sat yeah. in, you're sat in your church right now did that have anything yeah. to do with you never reading the books no, I'm aware that he's an atheist, and I'm aware that he's one of these. That's Philip Pullman, the um, original author. Philip Pullman, the author, and I'm aware that he wanted to basically write a book to challenge the sort of dominance of like the Narnia Chronicles for children. So he wanted to write his version of the Narnia Chronicles, um, and so he's made no bones of the fact that he regards the church and Christianity as being a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I've got no problem with that. He's allowed to think that Christianity is ridiculous and the church is a nonsense because, you know, in some ways the church can be ridiculous. I don't think Christianity is because obviously I believe it. Yeah. Uh, but So I have no objection per se to the books. I just haven't read them because, um, again, it sort of fits in with that strand of children's books that I was too old to read them as a child and they weren't something I was going to read for my own benefit as an adult, like, okay. I haven't read any of the Harry Potters for the so same reason. So are they? Are they young? It's for young people. This is they're aimed at young people. They're yeah, they're not people. aimed at children. I think they're more aimed at like, the YA sort of market. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say. I would say so. I mean, there, there's some stuff in there that uh, that it goes into some sort of philosophical and dark places. So I think it's more for it, it's more for people who are right around about that age where they begin to question the world. Yeah, gotcha. which, yeah. I was going to say, which is pretty much what not to the same degree. Not no. to the same degree. Uh, but she does question her, the yeah. world around her, yeah, but not to the same okay. degree. But okay. no, I haven't not read it for any particular moral reasons. Okay, so say. what did you think of the TV show then? Well, I thought it was very good. I mean, the, the world building took me a little while to get on top of because I obviously it was completely new to me. So yeah. uh, part of me was thinking, I'm not entirely sure I understand all the nuances of what's going on. And obviously they there's a sort of 
trail of breadcrumbs that probably lead me somewhere that I was completely unaware of. And so a few things I'm thinking, I think this is probably significant, but I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I was in my head, I was thinking, I need to get, remember some of this stuff, but <laughs> because it's probably going to be significant later. Yeah. But, so, but apart from that, I thought, yes, I thought this very well done, very well acted, all the casting seemed to be spot on. They created this world that's like ours, but they're not yeah. uh, very well. And so, yeah, I thought it was very engaging. So I did enjoy it, but I was aware when I was watching it that I'm probably not getting as much as I probably should. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I agree with you. I think it's a very, very good series. And it's the, I mean, the there's some nuances that they put in there, especially when they do the, like the, with the whole, the, with the, the demons, which are essentially their souls. Like the way that they do, like the the way they interact with their souls and what it says, tells you about the person, and like I just I just thought there's I think if you read the books, there's a lot more depth to them. But if you haven't read the books, they've done a very good job of having like this world and building it and drawing you in. And for anybody who has read the books and is watching it and thinking, hang on a second, I don't remember that in the books. That is because they have actually they've put they've included elements from definitely the second book in this because this is largely an adaptation of the first story it starts in it's so it ends in the same place it roughly starts in the same place as the first story but they have elements in it in which they start bringing in things from the there's characters in this who do not show up until the second book but i think that they did a very yeah i think they did a very good job of actually adapting it because as you can imagine they've tried it before in a film the film flopped because they tried to remove all of the things that made it really really important like made it good and important but I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. And my wife, who is a massive Philip Pullman fan, she just loved it. She was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And, yeah, and all, and all I can say is, oh, Roger. The kid who played Roger Lewin <laughs> Lloyd is awesome. I think I think the casting is awesome. I think everybody, James McAvoy, Ruth Wilson, uh, Daphne Keene is a bit iffy sometimes as Lyra. But generally speaking, I thought that the casting was spot on. And the effects are amazing for a TV show. Um, yeah, I think best effects. They've obviously put the money into it to make yeah. it. Yeah, the best... production values just through the through the sky. Yeah, best effects since Game of Thrones. Um, so, how many stars would you give it? I would give it a four. I think it was very well done. It was entertaining television, and yeah, I thought I thought it was very well done indeed. So yeah, I'd give it a four. Yep, I would agree with you. I think it's a it's a four for me. It's a four for me. But uh, speaking about the special effects being the best since Game of Thrones, this is a joint thing between the BBC and HBO. So it kind of makes sense because they make Game of Thrones. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So it seems like the. Thank you very much. We finished our emergency pod, and it seems like this second half was better. Well, if I, if I looked at what we spoke about last week and combined it with this, it seems that we only had we had one particular round that was a bit of a stinker, which was the cats versus six underground round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, good yeah. lord! That's <laughs> <laughs> good lord. Yeah. Oh. Ah, but anyway, okay. But with this week, with everything, it's been pretty even, and I think um, it's pretty easy to see who's won this week. But I'm still going to ask, who do you guys think has won this week? I think um, TV and Netflix. Netflix, Netflix and Friends. Netflix have won and this Friends, week. yeah. Netflix, yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, it is Netflix and Friends by, but it's <laughs> simply by dint of the fact that his dark materials is the only thing this week or this time round that we have given a four. Everything else was a three. So all in all, not a bad week. Go watch any of not these a things. Bad week. Yeah, 
go go watch any of these things you will have fun um but yeah his dark materials i think it is particularly quite good and uh i think they they ended it in the right place so you come back and see season two which is going to get even convoluted i'm going to be interested to see what they do with season three because the third book goes gonzo it goes mad <laughs> <laughs> the, the third book i mean i i remember reading like i, I remember I remember scenes from the third book and i'm like am i remembering that right and I, and I go, Claude, is this, did this actually happen or am I just making that up? Did I just have a bad dream? She was like, no, 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 they, that happens. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's uh, pretty good. So I think all that's left to say is thank you very much for the both, to the both of you. Thank you very much for allowing yourselves to be bullied on my birthday. <laughs> and we will say yes. You're welcome. Thank Happy you and day. have a re- good rest of your yeah, day. Have a good rest of the day. I will do. Into. I will do. Thank you very much. And all that's left to say is a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. We will see you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.